Hey guys, you're listening to Soul Food. My name is Daniel and I'm the pastor of a church called Seoul here at Alustar in Malaysia. Now, I'm a curious kind of guy and I love to learn new stuff. So, in this podcast, we will dive into conversations with different individuals that will help us with our views of certain habits and behaviors that take place in our culture. I believe the conversations on this podcast will help us to expand our perspective. This is Soul Food. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to Soul Food. This episode is brought to you by friends and family at Soul. Um, this episode, I guess there's a lot of things that have been taking place here in Malaysia. And I just thought that this conversation needs to be conversed. We need to have this conversation. So tonight, I am thrilled to have uh, two special people, like special, special, because we are blood related. Um, I've got Rachel. What's up? And hello, I've, everybody. I've got my little sis, little bro. Oh gosh, I keep messing it up. Sorry. Should we re-record it again? Little sis, you mean? <laughs> little sis, I'm sorry. <laughs> little bro, Dorai Singham, Nathaniel, with us yes. tonight. And hey, so let's get right into it. I I want to say that when I saw this, I was just pissed, like really angry, like. I mean, I guess the I was hoping that humanity would progress, you know, after Black Lives Matters. And um, I had a conversation with Rachel before regarding this and our experiences, you know, in school and in Malaysia. And I think we will talk a little bit, touch on, on it tonight. And of course, Ned, tonight I want to hear your experience. Um, but really, I can't believe it happened again, you know. And again, with the awareness that is going on, it's not like it's... It's not like it's hidden or nothing happening, but there's awareness going on. Uh, shout out to people like uh, the Loud Asians, you know, who's always talking about it and different organizations and NGOs that actually use social media as a platform to do it. And I think churches need to also be aware of what's going on. So of course, the story is, and I told you guys earlier, uh, is our beloved uh, Malaysian badminton player. Her name is Kisona Salvadorai. Uh, I guess you could say this podcast really is, goes out to her and we're thinking about her as well. You know, I mean, I, she's not new, but this is a big tournament called the Suriman Cup, right? You're away from home, away from your family. It's a whole COVID mess. Like everything is crazy, right? And and like, I don't know if you have like your close friends to support you and such. You know I mean? Of course, your badminton team is there, but I don't think everybody can be in the spot to support you. So I, I'm just imagining her emotions. She's there representing the country and she's like playing against like some top uh, badminton players, you know, and she's quite new, you know, to this. I mean, she give her best, like, she give her best, right? And so what happened is that in every game, I mean, football, basketball, you know, the fans will have their emotions. Like I've seen that rage before when like some of the NBA games, right? Like they don't shoot properly or whatever. <laughs> I mean, we, we go through that. We experience that. But yeah. the problem is there was a politician, I think in his midst of his emotions and stuff, just blatantly on social media, right? He, he, he said this, he said like, BAM Kutip India, and then he used the K word, which is very rude. Dalam estate mana lah jadi pemain utama Malaysia. Which basically translated in English, which estate did BAM find this Indian girl? Like, oh my gosh. Like, how can you say that? Right. 
I mean, these politicians have since resigned and publicly apologized. But it happened. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine yeah. if people didn't voice out, didn't say anything, right? Would he even apologize? But that's another conversation altogether. For me tonight, I think it's just that I want to bring about the awareness again and again and again. I think, you know, for Nat and Rach, I think you guys have your own fair share of experience. So the last time we had a conversation with Rachel, right? And uh, we shared. So tonight, maybe I want to hear from you, Nat. Like, what is your experience of like being racially abused or racism, man? <laughs> He's racism at large. We've got we've got quite a fair bit, huh? All of Is us, it, right? <laughs> but I think um in essence, especially for me, at least my encounter, I mean there's tons of times that I've been uh I don't know, mm-hmm. uh I've encountered racism or like even um been met by with racist uh, remarks or statements, right? Or it could be a passing statement or it could be just something. Oh, I um, hate passing statements, man. Oh, that's even right? worse. It's, it's like, it's so subtle yet in your face. So it's like, man, what, do I actually take it or do I actually let it go, right? Mm-hmm. And we, we, we talk so much about it, right? So maybe an example, um, it was, um, I've actually talked about this before when um, I was actually shopping for Christmas gifts with one of my best friends back in uh, KL. And we were, mm. I remember clearly, there's no plug, but it was in Sunway Pyramid, okay? No <laughs> plug, no plug. <laughs> so we were we were shopping at Sunway Pyramid and we just happened to end up uh, in the lift and we were about to go home already, right? So then uh, we entered the lift and then um, as the lift closed, we went up, I think, like two floors. And then as soon as we went up two floors, the lift opened mm. and then a bunch of kids come in. They're really rowdy and then like the, I think the mom was like a comp- like accompanying them like, with like the auntie or someone yeah. and then in order to keep their kids like calm in the lift she just decides to like to throw a statement right and to say in Mandarin like like you know it's like ding, if ding, I could ding, trans- ding. <laughs> if I could translate that y'all better keep calm I'm gonna call that Indian guy there to catch you guys and like I mean at that moment it was like uh what is going on but mm. still that was the encounter that I, I, I was placed in right yeah so I guess with that, it really took me aback, but still, like, what do I do in essence with that encounter mm. uh, makes it very interesting la, because then it got me thinking, do I do I voice out or do I not voice out? Did you voice I, out? Sadly, at that moment, I didn't. Sadly, mm. at that moment, I didn't because I felt like, again, it was appropriate not to cause strife or cause a scene. Right. The because there was other people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at that moment, I just go like, uh, wait, what? Like, this is actually happening now. You know what I'm saying? Like, if this was happening, I don't know, like, what, eight years back, 10 years back, maybe I would have been like, oh, okay, it's, it's something that's common. But mm-hmm. at that moment when it did happen, it was like, well, it still happens now. Even when I come out here to KL thinking that, you know, we're in better civilization and things and it's still happening. So I guess mm. I was also left like, I don't know, speechless almost. But um, yeah, I actually didn't do much at all. And I, and I, and I, I, I don't know, I'm, maybe I'm pissed that I didn't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah. Cause, I think, yeah, yeah, Rich, you were saying? 
I think it's also worthwhile to note that when these things happen, right, you you tend to be caught off guard, right? Because you're not really yeah. expecting someone to say something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Or that you 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 would at least naturally think the best of people. But at least I would. So I think in situations yeah. like that, you you get quite taken aback. And yeah. then in the spur mm-hmm. of the moment, you it's hard to think of what to respond. Right, yeah. right, right, and yeah, you may yeah. you may result in some really extreme responses, right? If it's if it's impulsive, yeah. wait, what happened? Like, exactly, the lawan girl, yeah. Or or the thing that I I love doing is to actually revert to them in in Mandarin sarcastically, so then they realize actually, oh, I can speak Mandarin, and even if I couldn't, it shouldn't it shouldn't be something that you should do, lah. But essentially, when I speak Mandarin, it goes to show that, like, look here, I'm not fair fair skin. But it doesn't mean that I don't know Mandarin, right? Or I don't know mm-hmm. any other language, right? So yeah. how can you assume that, you know, you can speak Mandarin and hide in under hide behind your language yeah. to mock me or to insult me? Mm. Exactly. So, but I think exactly. I think in reflection to Ned's situation, I think oftentimes when it happens to us, we're quite taken aback. Uh, and then only when we reflect on it after we go home or after you know we're in the car, yeah. then only we realize. Then yeah. you realize, oh, I would yeah. have said this, or I would have said yeah. that. I should have done that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so ready now. If it ever happens again, <laughs> I'm ready, man. <laughs> I'm ready. You know, but yeah. I I I also kind of get it. Like, you know, we are taught not to cause strife, right? Yeah. I mean, from church, you know, we learn in our community, you know, we were taught to love, we are taught to, you know, tolerate. We'll talk about that yeah. later on a little bit, but I think if we keep on going through this pattern, where are we heading to? You know, mm. and in the last podcast when I did with Rachel, right? Because one of the things that really drive me or really get me going to talk about this more and more is because I'm thinking about Isla. Yeah. I'm thinking about Kyle, you know, and and right now, you know, Caroline and I, we are just celebrating the color of her skin Absolutely. you know and, and it's yeah. intentional like I will just look at her and say I love, girl, I love your brown skin I love the color I of your skin I love it too you know yeah. and, and there's a lot of intentional work she haven't got to the point of asking yet like Papa why she like to say this you know I, I wish for the day to come I'm sure you will come and that would be yeah. a really exciting conversation I'm sure you guys as Ate and, and um, Chitapa will have a great conversation with her as well and also Kyle yeah. but yeah they, they are like the driving factor right now because then I begin to realize which I want to talk about it now I, it's not about tolerating anymore you know yeah. in school and a couple of episodes I, I, I did this podcast with uh, Stephen from Rojak uh, Culture right and he He's very good talking about these things and all. Um, and, and so, I, and we talk about tolerance and acceptance. You see, we've been taught about tolerance, sifat tolerancy, right? Our moral lesson. Yeah. The problem about yeah. tolerance is, right? You know, that I will tolerate you, but that doesn't mean I have all these negative remarks and everything. Like we don't deal with this, this sort of stuff, you know? And yeah. so, okay, before we get to the acceptance parts, what, what do you think about like tolerance? Like Ned, what do you think? Do you think we should tolerate like these kind of things? No, I think like, I, just with my, the, my story that I just shared, right? I mean, 100% now that I think back, man, I shouldn't have tolerated. I should have just taken race, you know, um, what's that called? Remark, and just go and like, 
like I, I could speak Mandarin, you know, like every time auntie, auntie. Yeah. Like seriously, like yeah, yeah. why would I want to like why would I want to catch your kids? You know, I know, I know. You should not. You 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 should have said then. Oh, auntie, you should tell me which Abu Nene. Ah, <laughs> right. <laughs> or like you know, say auntie. Actually, I'm not your child. Well, me, auntie. You know. <laughs> nah, that's. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, that's how you get in trouble. <laughs> That's, that's exactly how you get it. Disclaimer, but that's not what you're supposed to do, okay? Oh my gosh. Yeah, you were saying? Disclaimer, Yes. But I guess in regards to tolerating or the, the tolerance, right, in this context, yeah. I feel like we should stop doing it because mm-hmm. the more we tolerate or the more, I, at least for me, like if I tolerate, we are giving them we are giving them the liberty to still do this to someone else. You yes. Know? And we did not, we did not just cut it off right there and then, Yeah. but we give them the rights or I don't know, give them the space to go like, Oh, he, this guy was cool with it. The other, the other Indian guy wouldn't feel too bad. About or it. it's and like, Oh, nothing happened. So let's continue this on, you know, subconsciously. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 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 Yeah. And, yeah. and I think the, another thing that came to my mind when you're sharing this is like, we are just silently empowering them. Now, again, of Correct. course, yeah. I mean, it's not like raging in the middle of Summit Pyramid, like, Nichang Samo! Walawe! Niao Tachia! I want to fight! Like, <laughs> I'm not asking you to reply that manner, but, exactly. you know, I think really for all the listeners out there, I think even if you're Chinese, if you're Malay, you know, we should rise up and stand up for the minorities, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, when me and Rich talked about it before, so I talked to some people before, I gotta admit, there were moments where, you know, especially for myself, you know, I don't know about you, Ned, like, yeah. it, was, it was a moment, like, focus for me, like, there was a part where, there was a part of my life where I, I was embarrassed to be Indian. Mm. Because everyone was making fun of Indian, right? So I wanted to belong to a group. Yeah. Uh, not just the cool factor, but you know what I mean? Like, and and because of my the our Chinese blood, right? The Chinese blood. So I, I was like, yeah, Correct. it's an escape. It's like escape from this weird, ugly culture or yeah. group of people. But it's so wrong, you know. I and I wish someone would talk to me about it. And and today, you know, I really want to be vocal about it because it's it's really wrong. So Ned, do you have that kind of experience? Like, were you yeah. I think I think to a certain Indian? extent, to a certain extent, we were because like I, we, we all went to Chinese school, right? We all went to yeah. Chinese school, like, growing up. And, like, when I first got to, like, like, Kichi, right, then, back then. Oh, uh, naming school names. Oh, oh. This one straight away. Name school. <laughs> Again, no plugs. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> I, you want me to sing the, dash, the, the, the school anthem? <laughs> okay, okay, then continue. Oh, my gosh. Okay, editor, remove the name, okay? Bleep it somewhere, okay? <laughs> But I think when I was uh, when I was in uh, primary school, we, we mm. all went to um, Mandarin classes and stuff like that, right? And then um, I remember clearly, like, I I had no friends from standard one to standard two. It felt as if like I was the the outcast from everyone else because everyone could mm. speak Mandarin. Everyone and the time we're from Alostari, everyone could speak Hokkien too. It's like double right. words, right? Like you can't even comprehend one language there's another language to keep up with um so i i felt at first when he when he first began i felt like i i, I didn't belong uh in the school but i still had to thrive right, right. so my action steps was 
I'm a learn Mandarin, you know, and I'm a mm. I'm a go and understand and learn up all these languages. And fact of the matter is, after after like a fast forward, like maybe a year or two, I managed to to speak Mandarin in a you know a short period of time. And because of that, I was able to be accepted by my friends because they could then connect with me. Because yeah. most of them couldn't really speak English properly, right? Like that. Yeah. And then they would say like, you speaking, speaking, you speaking, speaking. So <laughs> I was like, okay. So I had to, I had to do my part. But I guess in regards to that, I was really fearful and I was, uh, yeah, I felt, I never felt belonged um, mm. for a period of time, especially when I was yeah. in uh, primary school. Uh, yeah. But I think Rich, it was also because he was after this Chinese girl in school. What's the name again? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, hold on, hold on. Don't make me, don't make me say it. Can I say it? Dan, can I say no, no. it? Shout out to that girl. <laughs> this, this delicious, glamorous. delicious look, look. Yourself, look man. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine if Ned got together with her, we would have free look, look for the rest of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> and so selfish of you, Ned. So selfish. You didn't use this your how, gift properly. Learning goes around, guys. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah. I I mean I totally resonate with that, you know, because we want to belong, yeah. you know, and and Rich, yeah. I remember you shared briefly like last time how you know some of the ads only Chinese. We only want to rent our house, rent our house for Chinese people. Yeah. And yeah. you tapped onto the advantage because you know how to speak Mandarin, you know. Yeah. yeah. At one spectrum, it's like, oh, so cool. Yeah, you managed to, you know communicate with them but the other spectrum is like so sad <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. they, they, they don't appreciate you for who you are and I think this is a common issue in, in Malaysia and, and I think we really have to rise above and I think if we could start with our own community first the people around us like right now in church I am just all the time you know asking questions like this I'll ask my team like hey when was the last time you had an Indian friend you know, and some of my youth, they are playing online and thanks to the wonderful world of Discord, you know, they're communicating with people and all. I said, try to communicate with the Indian person. Like literally, you know, find out their culture, what's going on. I mean, Caroline and I, we have the opportunity of, you know, um, working in this homeschool. We intentionally do things like celebrate Deepavali. Let's celebrate yeah. Malaysia Day, you know, um, yeah. get the kids and the parents. I mean, this was pre-COVID, right? to go and buy like Baju Melayu or uh, Baju, uh, the, the Jipa, supposed to say Baju India, like the Jipa and the Sari, you know, and yeah. yeah, just come to school, you know, and and celebrate one another. Because the sad reality is this, you know, I was just telling some of my youth, right? Because like right now, currently this, this school that we're in, there's no Indians at all. The only Indian there is me. <laughs> so, right? <laughs> I'm telling them, can you imagine for a good 10 to 12 years of your life in your school environment, there's no Indians. So when yeah. you go into the world one day, start working and everything, and can you imagine, you, you, firstly, when you go into the world to work or your university life, you would want to be attached or belong to a safe group, right? Yeah. And of yeah. course, if you're Chinese, you go to Chinese. If you're a Chinese banana, right? They call it Sang Chao you only speak English, you go to that group. Yeah. Can you imagine the detrimental cycle that will take place again if you go to that group and then they're like, hey, don't trust these Indian people. Uh. They are bad guys. That kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And the, the cycle will continue. So I'm glad to have this opportunity to talk to them and tell them things like, think, why are they 
Why are they thinking like that? Why are these people thinking like that? Is it right in the first place or not? You, you know? Yeah. And so I think it's, there's a lot to do. And so I think the next thing that maybe you guys can share your own experience as well. For me, there are like a couple of pet peeves that I think mm, we could really stop and we can start with our community. Like if it happens, yeah. right, we got to really voice out. Okay, for me, the first one is, Allah, my Indian friend is saying it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rich, what are your thoughts, Rich? Well, I mean, of course it's not okay. And I think, I think, right, if I were to weigh in my own reflections on this as well, right, I think when I think about the Indian community, and of course we are also reflecting on one particular minority group, right? You know, and yes, yes. so many minority groups, but we're reflecting on the Indian community. Why? Because we're half Indians and mm. and we're not saying that our experiences or the discussion here is mutually exclusive, but it's that we can resonate to that. Yeah, experience. we resonate better, definitely. Yeah, and I think for the for, for the Indian um, community, I think it's it can oftentimes because they're they're a minority, it can oftentimes be very lonely, and mm-hmm. that in only in, in order to uh, fit in, as as discussed earlier, the only way is to compromise, or the only way is to make do. It's like forced so, to, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, <sighs> because. Because otherwise, then you would be sort of isolated. And I actually have mm. witnessed personally myself in instances mm. where it's very, I mean, it's not harmful situations. Uh, it's not like anyone's necessarily picking a fight. But, you know, sometimes there could be like, you know, within a circle of friends where somebody would just all of a sudden make a remark. Yeah. And it can be just one. a passing yeah. remark, uh, you yeah. know, and it seems harmless. Yeah. Um, and then there's an Indian, you know, and there's an Indian in that group and Oftentimes, from my observation, they usually let it pass, and and you know it's hard to it's hard to point out why exactly. I don't know many of them who actually would stand up and voice something out. I don't know if mm. it's if it's you know not necessarily a personality thing. Uh, right. you know, some people yeah. may be more confrontational. I mean, I am very confrontational, so yeah. I don't have problems like telling someone in their face. But but naturally, maybe for some people, it may not be easy. And then mm. you know, just putting ourselves yeah. in their shoes, right? Because you are already um, facing the fear of perhaps isolation, you don't want to then get into an argument or a fight um, or have to explain yourself uh, in order to lose friends, right? So I think when I'm reflecting on this, it's it's really not easy, you know, to to sort of be in that position. I think for us as Mm. Chindians, we have the advantage in the sense that Mm. we're not also fully Indian and we can get away sometimes with, you know, um, mm-hmm. communicating and hanging out with other friends. Yeah. So I think, I think, I, you know, having said that, I really do feel, you know, for for the Indian community, and I I think of Papa a lot in this situation. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think of many mm. encounters that he has had when people have been outright racist to him, mm-hmm. um, and and he has, you know, in in that sense, turned over the other cheek. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I would say, I would say back on the question on like, you know tolerance right whether that's something that we should be pursuing or yeah. whether we should be you know uh speaking out about it i mm-hmm. i have to say that um i think we need to find a balance of both you know because yeah. i think we're very good at extremes which means that we're very good at the tolerating part mm-hmm. and we're not really good at um voicing out when we need to yeah and i think to go on the far extreme to pick a fight with everybody at all times yeah of course not the way yeah. um but I think having a dose, a good dose of knowing when to when to speak out, and also knowing how to say things in in not in a 
in a confrontational manner or not in a in a manner that you know wants to pick fight with people. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and so like I, I really enjoy your reflection and I get where you're coming from. So the the idea, right, of the things that I've read and learned is that we should disengage from tolerance and enter into a realm of acceptance. See, the realm of acceptance is where we find that balance or neutrality. Where I come in, I I learn to, you know, understand. You see, the thing is, tolerance, right, doesn't necessarily mean I learn your culture. Yeah. Yeah. Tolerance doesn't mean that I, I, I take the effort and be intentional to know who you are. It doesn't mean that. But acceptance means I do. Acceptance means, okay, I accept you for who you are. And of course, I'm talking about in terms of the Indian culture, right? And of course, yeah. shout out to our Sabah Sarawakian friends and family, you know what I mean? Who, yeah. who are also having their fair share of battle. But I mean, these are the things that we can resonate. And so, yeah, Rach, I, I totally resonate with that. And I think one of the things, the action step that we can do when someone makes a passing remark is for those listeners out there, we stand up for the minority. Like, yeah, I think absolutely. it would it would speak volume. Like if you are a Chinese yeah. guy and, and, and in yeah. a group of like 10 people and let's say there's two Indian there and someone makes like a funny, joking, not even racist, like an Indian remark, you know, kind of like a passing yeah. statement like what Ned said, right? And if you are a Chinese friend, like, hey guys, come on lah. Why are you still making this kind of joke? Yeah. You know, to, to help out the, the, I won't say they are voiceless, but Again, like I really like what Rachel say because sometimes, yeah. hey, for the peace of everyone, lah, you know, I, I do want later. I am I angry? Yeah, I'm angry. Am I upset? I'm upset. Yeah. But later, but majority later, they will say that, ah, yeah, this Indian girl or Indian guy so sensitive. And yeah. you know, we we and this is my next pet peeve. Like, don't be sensitive, lah. You know what I mean? Hey, chilla, joking bro. La. Chilla, bro. Chilla, bro. Hey, you know, Indians like to drink, ma. Chilla, chilla, bro. You know? Yeah. Oh, man. And and you know what? It took me, right, at least like a good year. I want to be honest, guys. To really tell myself, <laughs> psych myself or relearn that some of these things cannot, I cannot tolerate anymore. Like, yeah. if it happens, I'm going to be that guy to like, Hey man, you know what? Maybe I might um, loosen this friendship if you get what I mean. Like you know, yeah. And just mm. say that, hey bro, I think that remark you make. Sorry, I felt uncomfortable about it. Yeah, yeah. You you can call me sensitive. You can say whatever you want. I'd rather be called sensitive and to protect another Indian friend in the yeah. future. You know, and of course, this starts with our own community lah, where we are at. You know, another pet peeve is like, bro, don't worry, rich are rich. We are cool one. I can make this Indian joke with him, man. I can because we are close buddies. Yeah. Like, what? What they don't realize, right? Is can, can you imagine you you say this like that, right? Okay lah, maybe can give it to you. You're cool with this Indian guy. But how about the other Indian guy over the across the table? Yeah. Yeah. How about the Indian guy that is passing by? Like that yeah. logic lah. So okay, back to this politician who who said this about Kisona, right? Kisona, wherever you are, know that we're praying for you. We're thinking about you. Yes. Yeah. And also, like, we are so proud of you. Yeah, so proud of you. The country and, you know, yeah. I think it's... And so, what this politician say, right? I mean, just paraphrasing. He said that, oh, it's common in my community we say these kind of things. Like, yeah. dude, ding, 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 ding. That is like a red hot alarm. Like, you yeah. said it yourself, you know? Hey, your whole community does it. Doesn't mean it's right. 
like oh my gosh you know and yeah. my hope and my desire is that that we will really transcend above this lah i know it's an ideal dream but as a christian the bible teaches us to have faith lah and someone yeah. have a crazy faith and believe that one day we'll really progress to the point that you know what i will really appreciate you you know in church we talk about you know accepting one another we are all we say like come as you are you know come yeah. as you are you know everyone yeah. belongs yeah. you know people come together all but then we go and say all these kind of things you know yeah. like ah oh, it is coming from so can anyway I, yeah yeah you're saying rich can I, can i just quickly reflect on something i think go you ahead. know in regards to the politician from kelantan <laughs> making that statement right i think Yeah. For me personally, as much as it's surprising, I think it's also very unsurprising. I think coming, yeah. <laughs> you know, coming from yeah. him, a statement like that. Yeah. And um, one is that, like, you know, as much as we have, I'm just going to be very honest here in the sense that, like, as much as we have ideals for the country, I think, um, it's also important to then reflect where are we really end as as a nation. You know, mm, that's um, true. Whether whether or not we are truly ready to. Set aside our differences, and then also looking yeah. at the demographics, right, of different states and different, you know, because I think with different states there are different exposures, right? Some states tend to be you would have more of a multiracial setting. Some states you would have predominant of mm-hmm. a particular race, and yeah. I'm I'm not using that at all as an excuse, but I'm saying all those things take into account uh, the exposure of. You know, our young people, children, young people, and the yeah. and the the dialogues they have. You know, the yeah. conversations, <laughs> families, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And that's why that's why a politician. I mean, a politician should never say that. Otherwise, yeah. why are you representing your state? But but that's why people can say things like that. So if it's not even the politician, yeah. that's why people can say things like that. Ah, you know, in my state, or you know, where I'm from, people say these things mm-hmm. because yeah. to a certain extent, that's true. Because wow. to wow. a certain yeah. extent, in their community, that's really how they say things, mm-hmm. and yep. I think it's 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 not. Uh, I mean, it's very systemic. Uh, in, in systemic in issue, this, definitely. Yeah, yeah, in this in this problem, right? In the sense that, like, um, and we are hoping that you know, as as listeners are tuning in and to this, is that like, yes, those things remain true, but what is it that we can do, right? So even mm. if you're from Kelantan yeah. tuning in, or you're from you know, um, anywhere from East Coast or from Kedah, yeah. I mean, we come from a pretty conservative state too, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. you know, there could be a lot of barriers in terms of races, you know, and religion as well from where we come from. So we yeah. understand those limitations, but that doesn't have to stop you from. Um, from growing, right? From yes. from saying, yep. okay, if this is my upbringing, if this is what my parents speak and talk about at home, mm, yeah. how can I then, you know, um, move away from that conversation? And I think yeah, that the whole so true. the whole reflection being, it can start with you. Even if your parents yeah. talk like that, even if your community talks like that, mm-hmm. you can make the change. Yeah. And when you make, make the, the change. change yeah then your your friends your future children don't mm-hmm. have to walk in that same footsteps those are yeah so true so true i mean wow. that's why the purpose of this conversation right right now that yeah. we are having <clears throat> i again don't get me wrong to have that ideal and to dream big right yeah. i i yeah. really want that to happen one day it will be really big and beautiful but i also want to start small and that's where yeah. you you know And so that's why yeah. the, this this conversation is really focused on. Let's start with our community. Let's yeah. start with our family. You know, let's start yeah. with me. What are the things that I need to watch when I say? 
you know what yeah. are the things that I need to be aware you know yeah. what are the things that I need to uh, take into account will my action cause this effect you know um, yeah. if I'm going to say this joke is it going to cause harm uh, by the way I mean if you, if you make a joke and it, it hurts people it really is a bad joke anyway you know yeah. so yeah I, I think what's really important for us right now and I think the focus for this uh, this podcast is is really to get people to attention to look into their habits and behaviors mm-hmm. like yeah. what Rachel said right in her mm-hmm. reflection just now like yeah, your family could do it and that is your um, um, home, your structure, right? Yep. And yeah. it might feel like it's right to do, but is it really right to do it? Mm. You know, if, I mean, we can call out so fast. If let's say your dad is abusive or your mom is abusive, then we can say, oh, be careful of abuse, you know, that kind of thing. But what if yeah. they're making all these remarks and jokes at home? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and to also... And I think it's very important as well to learn because to okay, learn what? Learn to accept that that hindrances or that 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 blockages, you know. What I mean, like people are like yeah. can you imagine your if your dad is doing that, right? And yeah. then you confront your dad, and then he'll be like, Chegina, unyai. Exactly. And and I think I think you know my my point of that being sometimes you know young people can like everybody else can be extremely frustrated right when you speak to them and and you you try to get the message across and sometimes we're also naive in our ways whereby we we hope that by saying once they would suddenly get it but you you have to understand that you know adults yeah adults are 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 stubborn in some sense because they've done this for many many years right and then suddenly this you know this impressionable young person is telling them hey you can't say that you know and 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 then i think it's also important to then uh, manage the expectations you know of what behavior is it that we are focused on changing are we focused on also changing other people's behavior because sometimes we may be disappointed you know by the outcome but but that's a good look at it yeah yeah adding on to then your reflection is that like when when you start with yourself that's an expectation that you can manage you know Mm. rather than be disappointed by people not people around you not meeting your expectations because i mean there will be a lot of people i mean you i'm sure you know right your uncles your aunties i mean whoever right who have been doing this for a long time even friends you know you tell them one time two times they may not necessarily get it and they think that you know you're silly and that's okay Mm. you know i think it takes time to educate people yeah um that's that's good actually yeah you manage the expectation you start with yourself first i think that's then you don't get frustrated easily Yep. You know, yeah, you build yep. from there. Then I think you begin to share that expectation or enlarge your expectation to your yeah. your your friends Yo, and family that, around you. That is so cool the way she brought it up because, like, if I could tie it back to let's just say my scenario, right, or how yeah. I encountered it, like maybe because I couldn't manage my expectation just then, like, I in my head I'd be thinking like, if I call this auntie out, right, in the lift. Would it make a difference? Would it even make a change, right? And if I if I tell her, auntie, why are you even doing this, right? Like you mm-hmm. should know by now, like this is wrong or this is inappropriate. And then mm-hmm. they probably be like, what? she won't get you. Yeah. What are you about, right? But I guess that is also in regards to managing our expectation, is also to kind of like 
kind of step up, like you know, and in regards to mm. tolerating to also stand up for ourselves because then mm-hmm. when we do that, ultimately, like I said earlier, also is we're putting a, a harsh stop, you know, we're putting a yeah. stop this and saying yeah. like it's not okay here, it's not gonna be okay later on with whoever, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think in regards with, with both of that, having your expectation being managed and also putting a stop, that could be a not a huge, but maybe just a tad bit of a progress. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Towards, um, well, uh, definitely there's a progress, Ned. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I would rather you voice out to that auntie and manage yeah. your expectations. You know? Yeah. Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's what we, all of us, we got to do because mm. the last thing that, that would break my heart is that especially the churches, you know, we are not aware of it. Wow, yeah. You know, and, and imagine like, I mean, the church arena, there'll be things like cell group. Can you imagine like these kind of jokes happen in a cell group? Yeah. <laughs> Which or I'm sure a, they do. In they a youth do. And like group. You, come, you come to look for refuge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, we had our yeah. fair share of experiences, you know, and I think, yeah. shout out to our dad. He is one guy who can really take left, right cheek, you know, and wow. sometimes I want to He's a swallow solely. I mean, yeah. he don't he don't fight back. I will fight back, lah. You know, some of the things that happen, right? I'll be like, oh my gosh, this what's joke, the jokers you know, really did that? You know what's the irony is that uh, all his kids will fight back. Oh yeah, unlike him. So maybe that's, that's, that's Mama's blood, right? Yeah. No, but okay. See, here's the thing, right? I think for it took me a while to understand why he wouldn't fight back. And yeah, yeah, and why why we should fight back? Because here's the thing: he yeah. was in that space of time where if he fight back, he will be at the losing end completely. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so I think there is. I mean, okay, I want to be very wise in saying this. Of course, there's no right time to really stand up for something such as this. But yeah. given the circumstance during that moment, and I don't blame him for his choice. You know, I think it was a very wise move for what Papa did to hear all these different remarks and everything. And I'm sure in his prayer and in his way of teaching us as well, that's why we are daring today. That's why, you know, we will voice out for all this matter, you know? And yeah. I guess during that time, you know, can you imagine like if he were to do something like that, where would he go? Where would his refuge be? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sure if you if you I'm sure if you ask Papa, I think we should get him in a conversation next time. Um, I'm sure there are moments where he will share his regrets. There are some yeah. moments where he will share that, yeah, I wish I could have done better or I wish I could have done that. You know what I mean? But yeah. hey, you know what? Here we are today. Let us be the better generation. And I think today for our generation is that we are aware. What are we going to do yeah. with that awareness? I'm not going to sit idle and just like let passing statement go by and do anything. And I, I think shout out to all the people on social media who noticed what this guy said about Kisona, you know? Yeah. Man, like, and again, right? My my position is that I'm seeing this, this 23-year-old badminton player giving her best for Malaysia. Like, yeah. you have to deal with losing, you know? I mean, every athlete yeah. you have to deal with losing. She has to come back, you know, and to deal with that mentality. Gosh, and then to top it all off, this remark, I pray yeah. la, there are some good people around her that, you know, will tell her like, hey, yeah. 
biak jalah dia dia pakai cakap yeah no i hope i hope that you know she focuses on the 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 right things right because in this yeah. situation what has a what has reason is that there is a group of there's a huge group right of malaysians standing up for her and saying oh, that yeah. this is unacceptable yeah. and i hope that you know rather than focus on that one fella that made that comment that she will lean mm, into yeah. the she will lean into to how the other voices are. the many voices of exactly right. and right. how yeah. you know how how much Mal- other malaysians are rooting for her yeah you know? um yeah i you know i think in regards to papa's experiences right i think it's it's worthwhile pointing out that yeah you know i think he maybe didn't react or respond uh, by speaking out necessarily and, and that's mm-hmm. of yeah. course due to quite a number of factors and he was also in an era where you must understand you know education was like you know an example is that like yeah. education was so limited it was yeah. it was so much a minority factor he couldn't go to mm. you know he couldn't get the the opportunities that other students you know yeah. and other, from other races there's another whole issue together in a conversation exactly. yeah. even yeah. though even though he was top of his class right and he, yeah. he talks about that very candidly so i think he was also living in a very different time mm, um yeah. but but reflecting on today and how he has navigated you know racism around him and in his life mm-hmm. i have to say that he has also taken an approach that is something that we can also do apart from speaking out right yeah. which is yeah. which is really practicing empathy if you look at you know um papa's life mm-hmm. um and and for you know anyone who is listening to this and who doesn't know our dad i hope you have the opportunity to know him mm-hmm. one day because mm-hmm. yeah. he's really a fantastic person um and and really just a wonderful person i think his biggest testament when it comes to um you know this area of racism or mm-hmm. the lack of racism in his life is yeah. is the amount of friends he has from opposite races and yeah. how much respect you know he he garners from people who are chinese mm-hmm. who are malays you know yeah, who are yeah. who are of other races who are not mm-hmm. indians and and people yeah. look up to him and they respect him and mm-hmm. and people will never never these friends will never make a yeah. you know a derogatory remark in front of him because there's so much respect right and love for him mm-hmm, and yeah. and i think it comes from a place where he has learned to first extend the olive branch to people and he has learned to empathize with them you know empathize yeah. with you know their yeah. worlds and you know what you know how they talk how they think how they behave mm-hmm. and in return yeah. in return that has been you know extended to him as well so i think um it's yeah. it's, it's a one way it's one way that he has coped with it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah again lah i think Yeah, that was one of the ways that he coped with it, you know. Um yeah. I think to the part to empathize, I think regarding that era, I would just say lah, I think it's yeah, he did what he had to do then, you know. Yeah. But I think for us right now in this era especially and moving forward into the future, I don't know guys, I think we have to really be careful about this whole thing about being to empathize it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because then why do we have a voice in the first place you know mm-hmm. why do we have this capability or the ability you know to recognize these things so for me it's like knowledge is power knowledge is responsibility once you know something about it what are you going to do i mean of course yeah, yeah absolutely i i know i make it sound very simple by the way that i say it you know but i mean to the listeners out there i guess you know who you are and you've witnessed these things You know, and I think let's yeah. go back to the main thing, which is let's start with ourselves. Let's start with our community. Yeah. You know, I mean, let's we can dream big for a, a better nation. You know, a better world, even. 
that day will come but we start with ourselves, manage the expectations and also with our community and that way and I think you know to, to echo what you said Rachel in regards to Papa yeah more than just extending that olive branch right it's also him learning to choose the right friends and I think that's yeah. something that I learned from him you know yeah, for sure. he knows how to choose the right group of friends yeah you know what I mean I mean there are some people who really God bless them <laughs> we know who they are but but that, that, that is him extending the olive branch but you know he's he's so cruel he's his people right exactly. he can he can chill maybe not some of his ACS guys <laughs> <laughs> wow I see how we're pulling names now Kim <laughs> now you're gonna get in trouble for that if you know you know right <laughs> you know his, you know who you are <laughs> some of his some of his ACS friends will listen to this podcast oh your son uh, talking about us uh? <laughs> yes we are anyway this is not a one conversation that we end on I think yeah. uh, not I think there's going to be more. I know it's definitely going to be more conversations because we are going to keep on going with this whole route of bringing awareness, uh, yeah. bringing education around. And so once again, thanks, Rach and Ned, for this conversation. Um, yeah. It's not the end. So definitely we'll talk more about it. But I think um, for this episode, um, I think it's really good that we get the ball rolling. And once again, shout out to Kisona, wherever you are. I hope someone passes this podcast to her. I think really when, when I heard about what happened to her, you know, I'm glad that today I have, I don't know if it's empathy, rage and that, like yeah. I have this Yeah, empathy, feeling, exactly. Empathy yeah, no. to, to like, come on, man, let's, let's stand up, you know. And again, like I said, it's the emotion of like, she is giving her best for her country, man. Like, come yeah. on. Come here, orang Malaysia, man. Like, let's, we can be way better lah. Yeah, I think I think on that note, um, Dan, it really is empathy because, you know, empathy, if I can emphasize, is that mm-hmm. it's not so much not speaking out about things, right? What is empathy? Empathy is the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoe, right? Yeah. So in order for you to empathize with Kisona or to feel what Kisona is feeling, you have mm-hmm. to empathize with her, yeah. you know? And, and, and that's, that's, the, that's what I had in mind in regards to how can we get tackle this situation or tackle these situations that arise around us um, not just with um, vigilance to speak up but also the ability yeah. to then put yourself in that person's shoe right mm. what is the person thinking what is the person feeling why thinking. is the person yeah, actually, thinking yeah. this way mm-hmm. um, yeah and then once you practice empathy even when you want to confront somebody you will come from a place yeah. that is not hostile you will yeah. come from a place of wanting to ask, right? So what is really going yeah. on? And maybe there are reasons as to why this person talks like that, thinks like that, behaves like that. So empathy really has to, I feel, really lead the way in terms of how we navigate these conversations because otherwise, we're all going to fight. You know, there's going to be mm. bloodshed. We're yeah. all going to, you know, we're all gonna... Exactly. <laughs> there we go. And he just yeah. gets out of hand, right? And yeah. Exactly. To get out of hand. Um, to our listeners on Soul Food, I'm loving this conversation. I mean, there's so many layers and things that we have unpacked today. And mm. so if you've got any questions and if you've got any concerns, you know, or, or anything that you want to talk about, um, feel free. As like I always said, uh, you can DM me, uh, Daniel Quillen. I'm sure you can shout out to Rachel as well and Nat. We'd love to get in conversation with you, you know, to find out what's going yeah. on and how we could Definitely improve. I'm I'm all about improvement. I'm all about growth. 
I think these are the things we could do better. So yeah. I think that's all for this episode for now. But thanks again, Ned and Rich. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thanks. We love you, Kisona. We love you. Hang in there. Do we do we get do we get to do the outro? Wow. <laughs> I will put this in the outro. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Soul Food is part of a community and we believe that connections matter. Follow us on our Instagram at Soul Malaysia or mine at Daniel Quillen and we would love to connect with you. Send us a DM if you've got any questions. Thank you for listening and do share this podcast with your friends.